Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, welcome to the NXT UK review from the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jay, joined by Troy. A little bit worse for wear, aren't we, mate? A little bit. A little bit. I was partying with pirates all night. <laughs> yeah, yeah went, to a, went to a musical. It was very insane. I got dragged along uh, against my will, but actually probably enjoyed it more than anyone. Uh, a lot of rum was consumed. Uh, and then came back and played some Countdown. So that was fun. How much rum is too much rum? Nah, don't worry about it. But it's fine now. So I've got a nice cold can of Chocobel to keep me going. Oh, nice. yeah. Yeah, man. You're good? I am. I am. Just I had too much spicy food last night, so my stomach's a bit ropey, but otherwise I'm fine. You're walking wounded between us doing this. Yeah. <laughs> at, 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 least, at least I'm not hungover. That, that makes a nice change. Yeah, yeah. It's usually I'm hungover. <laughs> Before yeah. we do NXT UK, I've uh, <clears throat> got some tidbits for you. Um, Ring them. Uh, we'll do the 2nd of October. Uh, one birthday of note in 1966. The biggest hoss going, Yokozuna. What a guy. Nice. Um, and then I've got three pay-per-views for you. So we'll go 2016. From Universal Studios Soundstage 20 on Orlando, Florida, TNA presents Bound for Glory 2016. Um, Dark Match, Jade defeated Sienna. DJZ defeated Trevor Lee to retain the TNA X Division Championship. A lot, a lot of XWW people there already. Yep. Oh, sorry, current WWE. Current, yeah, yeah. Nice. Really. <laughs> um, Eli Drake defeated Baron Dax. Uh, Basil Baraka, Braxton Sutter, Grado, Jesse Goddard, uh, Mahabali Shera, Robbie E, Rockstar Spud, and Tyrus in a gauntlet battle royale. Um, go on. I'm just going to say, still, still oh. lots of it. Yeah. People who are currently doing cool things. Yeah. Uh, podcast favorite, Moose. Moose. Defeated uh, Mike Bennett. Aaron Rex defeated Eddie Edwards uh, to win the TNA Grand Championship. Uh, the Hardy Boys defeated Abyss and Crazy Steve uh, in a great war match uh, to win the TNA World Tag Team titles. That was fucking batshit crazy. Was it? Oh, yeah. Was this one of these ones that Matt Hardy it, curated himself? Yeah, it was a cinematic ladder match. Was it? Ladder oh, okay. Match? No, it was a cinematic no old bar match. Sorry. So right. it ended in the ring. But it went it everywhere ring, else. It ended the ring and then they just brawled all over the like like an old school like hardcore match, but mixed yeah. with Matt Hardy's broken universe. Nice. It was fucking bonkers. <laughs> that was for the TNA World Tag Team Championships, uh, which uh the Hardy Boys won. Uh Gail Kim defeated Maria Canellis to become the new TNA knockouts champion. And in the main event, 
Uh, no holes barred match. Lashley defeated Ethan Carter III to retain a TNA World Heavyweight Championship. It was the, about the time when Lashley had a big tasty manager, Dan Lambert there. That, really? Yeah, Dan Lambert, for, who's like in AEW, he's like the old boomer MMA coach guy. No way. He used, manage, he used to manage Lashley, basically doing the exact same thing he's doing in AEW, but in impact with Lashley. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll go to 2011, sticking with the 2nd of October, from the Smoothie King Centre in New Orleans, Louisiana. WWE presents yeah. Hell in a Cell. You've been there. That's when it did a uh, Hall of Fame, wasn't it, for Mania you yeah. went to? Yeah. And Raw. And Raw. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Hell in a Cell, 2011. In a dark match, Daniel Bryan defeated JTG by submission. And then the yeah, opening match. Fun. Say again. I reckon that would have been quite fun. Yeah, man. JTG is criminally underrated. He's doing some awesome work and then he'll be right at the moment. Yeah, he's an absolute tank as well at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> like, he wasn't small before, but he's, yeah, he's a beast. He shoots uh, a man with a rocket launcher at, at Talking Chapel Mania too. <laughs> uh, first match on that card, uh, Sheamus defeated Christian. Sinkara defeated Sinkara. Oh, Sinkara Azul defeated Sinkara Negro. I don't remember the difference. Yeah, it's it's all in the colour. So Azul is blue and gold. Oh, and okay. Is, uh, black and gold. Black, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't fun remember fact. why there was two. Go on. Uh, it was mask versus mask match. Ah. Um, fun fact, the one that got unmasked became the actual Sinkar. <laughs> nice. Uh, Evan Bourne. The, and... the one that was Sinkara used to be called Mystico. Then he lost the name Mystico. Mystico oh. again. Yeah. Uh, Evan Bourne and Kofi Kingston defeated Dolph Ziggler and Jack Swagger to retain the tag team championships. Mark Henry defeated Randy Orton in a Hell in a Cell match to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. Cody Rose defeated John Morrison to retain the Intercontinental Championship. Beth Phoenix defeated Kelly Kelly to become the new Divas Champion. And in the main event, ugh, Alberto Del Rio defeated John Cena and CM Punk in a triple threat Hell in a Cell match to become the new WWE champion. Summer of Punk! Yay! Summer of Punk! Woo! <laughs> uh, all he had to do was have Punk win that fucking, that like summer. All, mm-hmm. he to, all he had to do was just book Punk's strongest book and it's like, we've got a new eye. Yeah. Nah, fuck it. Uh, finally, for the 2nd October in 1999, from the Barclay Card Arena, formerly known as the National Indoor Arena, Birmingham, WWE presents Rebellion. Yes, boy. Dark match. Christian defeated Crash Holly. Uh, Jeff Jarrett defeated D'Lo Brown to retain the Intercontinental Championship. Godfather defeated Gangrel. Val Venus defeated Mark Henry. Ivory defeated Jacqueline, Luna Vacan, and Tori in a fatal four-way to retain the Women's Championship. Chris Jericho defeated Road Dog. China defeated Jeff Jarrett by DQ. Kane defeated the Big Show in a no disqualification match. The British Bulldog defeated X-Pac. Edge and Christian defeated Bradshaw and Farouk and Crash and Hardcore Holly in a triple threat tag match. And in a main event, Triple H defeated The Rock in a steel cage match to retain the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. Ooh. What a card from Birmingham, I, I, England. Get I it. went to the uh, other one they did that year in Manchester. No mm. mercy, Manchester, and the main oh, event. Oh shit! Yeah, the main event was much better. 
Really? What was it? It was a triple threat, Austin, Triple H, and Stone Cold. Oh. No, Austin, Triple uh, H. On, Austin, Triple H. Austin, Triple H, and Taker. Oh, damn. Okay. Ministry Taker. Nice. You know, best Taker. Best Taker. Best Taker. Yeah. Uh, have you got anything for the second? I've got two for the second, actually. Um, so, in 2009, PWG presents Against the Grain. <laughs> um, a couple of names you'll know here. So, in the main, in the main event. Don't be silly, Jay. In the opening match, um, Brandon Gatson, don't know who that is, defeated Brandon Cutler, you know, oh, yeah. number one stooge. Johnny Goodtime, not a clue. And, Johnny uh, Goodtime. <laughs> and Malachi Jackson, a.k.a. the third young book. All oh, right, like, okay. Literally the shit younger brother. <laughs> um, <laughs> Davey Richards defeated Kenny King. We'll gloss over the third match because, oh boy. Um uh, fourth one is Roderick Strong defeating Brian Kendrick. Um, I don't know anyone in this match, but I've heard a few of the names. Jerome Robinson defeated Charles Mercury, Dustin Cutler, and Shane Haste. I've heard of um, them. Chris Hero defeated El Generico. And in the main event, the Young Bucks defended the uh, PWG tag team titles against two men of low moral fiber. Who are they, you ask? Chuck Taylor and Kenny Omega. <laughs> Two men of low moral fibre. <laughs> that was the tag team name. Oh, that's actually what they were that's called. What they were actually called, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Some, of, some of the tag team names in um, in PWG were just fucking mental. <laughs> uh, and you got another one? Yes, I have. <clears throat> On the 19... Uh, sorry, 2019, AW presents the first ever episode of Dynamite. Damn. Woo -woo. And also dark, but I, I think let's, let's have a look. What was, what was on dark? Is there anything good on there? Oh yeah, actually, dark had some pretty pretty good stuff. I'll, I'll touch on that as well. So we'll do dark first. So dark had Darby Allen versus Shima, um, which is mental that that's on dark. Yeah. Um, an eight person, an eight man tag. Uh, the hybrid two and the Lucha Brothers versus the best friends and Private Party. Yeah. Ali and Doctor Britt Baker. I know. Ali and Dr. Britt Baker versus B. Priestley and Penelope. And um, SCU, the super cringy uncles, defeating uh, Jurassic Express. Damn. And then on, on the main show of Dynamite, um, <laughs> we got opening match was Cody defeating Sammy Guevara. You know, helping that young talent. Because, because of course Cody won the opening match of Dynamite. Yeah. It's okay. He puts over talent now. It's okay. Don't worry about it. That's to establish dominance, mate. Um, <laughs> MJF defeated Brandon Cutler. Pac defeated Adam Page. Riho defeated Nyla Rose to become the first ever AW Women's Champion. Damn. And Chris Jericho and Proud and Powerful defeated the Elite. After the match, we saw the formation of the Inner Circle. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. Damn. I, I didn't... I, I've completely forgot to uh, check about like whether anything else cool happened on the show i'm sure i'm it sure did. it probably did yeah but i remember i remember when i watched the show thinking this is boss this is mm. a really show yeah yeah so done. but yeah quality um <clears throat> yeah nice little uh, bit of dynamite for the boys yeah man uh so the 3rd of october today's date at time of recording uh couple of birthdays in 1979 john morrison was born and in 1977, Danny Basham. Woo. The damager. 
The damager. Or the marger, <laughs> as he spelt it. The da- <laughs> A um, few pay-per-views, we'll get through them quickly. Uh, in 2015, from the Rivermead Leisure Complex in Reading, England, New Japan Pro Wrestling and Rev Pro presents Global Wars UK. Yes, boy. Uh, Tetsuya Naito defeated Kushida and Martin Kirby in a three-way. Lord Gideon Gray defeated Gado. Uh, Hiroshi Tenzan and Satsumi Kojima defeated Joel Redman and Mark Haskins. Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Marty Scroll. Don't worry about that. Uh, I knew them so hard he forgot his fucking name. <laughs> this would have been fun. Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson defeated James Castle and Shah Samuels. East. I, I I just want to see the carny warfare between Shah Samuels and Gallows. <laughs> Kazuchika Okada defeated Will Ospreay. Probably just the one Rainmaker. Just one. Just, just one. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Big Demo, and in the main event, fuck me for the Rev Pro British. Uh, oh, are we just are we just gonna gloss over Tanahashi defeating Big Demo there? I mean, how mad's looked, that? <laughs> I think Demo put a picture of that up on his Instagram the other day. I I put it on the forgotten air wrestling images on. Discord. Oh, was that what it was? Is it like Demo yeah. just doing like a big fucking shotgun drop kick shotgun on him? Drop kick on That's the it. <laughs> Uh, and then the main event for the Rev Pro British Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> AJ Styles defeated Jushin Thunder Liger. Fuck it out. So if you're giving that away in the middle of Reading, England. Rev and- Pro, like, give away, like, all low-key dream matches. Like, they had, they had a period there a couple of years ago where Tanahashi was the, the champion, <clears throat> just for reasons. That's it. So they just bring Tanahashi over once a month and have him just wrestle against local talent. Brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. And they had, like... Um, a, basically a big long feud between Minoru um, Suzuki and Tomo Hiroishi just in Rev Pro in Rev Pro in the UK wow they both just come over and knock lumps out of each other and then fly back together <laughs> so um, 2010 from the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas WWE presents Hell in a Cell uh, dark match Six-person tag, uh, Goldust, Kofi Kingston, and R-True defeated Cody Rhodes. Shut up, phone. Cody Rhodes, uh, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre. And then the first match of the main card, uh, Daniel Bryan defeated by submission, John Morrison and The Miz in a triple threat submissions count anywhere match for the United States Championship. I recall that being an absolute banger. I can imagine so. Uh, Randy Orton defeated Sheamus uh, to retain the WWE Championship in a Hell in a Cell match. Edge defeated Jack Swagger. Wade Barrett defeated John Cena. Ooh. Natalia defeated Michelle McCool. Michelle uh, McCool. <laughs> <laughs> By disqualification um, to... Oh, well, she yeah, she won by DQ, but Michelle McCool retained... Uh, the Divas Championship and Women's Championship. So I think she might have had them both at the same time. Maybe. I don't know. He unified them, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, they like clearly didn't care much about the it. Women's it was a, title. Maybe it was, the ball, my belt. It was a four-minute match. So they, they clearly didn't care about it. Um, yeah. And then the main event, uh, Kane defeated The Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell match um, to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. 
Um, of all the matches on that card, which one do you think was given the lowest ranking? King on the Seeker. Correct. Half a star. Yeah, I remember the finish that time. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, the wild pub appear to cost Undertaker. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but yeah. Or, it makes... Also, Kane and Undertaker in 2010 <laughs> with no fucking chemistry whatsoever. Because <laughs> oh, he'd used it all in like 1999. Right, right. <laughs> uh, and finally, final pay per view. Um, from 2004, from the Continental Airlines Arena in East Rutherford, New Jersey, WWE presents No Mercy 2004. Um, the opening match, Eddie Guerrero uh, defeated Roman Reigns' dad, Luther Reigns. Uh, Spike Dudley defeated Nunzio to retain the Cruiserweight Championship. Billy Kidman defeated Paul London. Kenzo Suzuki and Rene Dupree defeated Rey Mysterio and Rob Van Dam to retain the WWE Tag Team Championships. Oh, I remember Kenzo Suzuki. Yeah, I do. Oh. <laughs> Wasn't that the gimmick where they were going to have him as like a fucking Japanese general from World War II? Mm. Hirohito. Yeah, it felt like it. Went, no, 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 we can't no, do that. No, <laughs> no, no. Same, around the same time they were going to have... Uh, Heidenreich being a fucking Nazi soldier. Jesus Christ. Frozen in ice like Captain America. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, the Big Show defeated Kurt Angle. John Cena defeated Booker T to become the new United States champion. Charlie Haas, Miss Jackie and Rico defeated Bubba Ray, Devon Dudley and Dawn Marie in a six-person tag. And in the main event, uh, John Bradshaw Layfield defeated The Undertaker in a last ride match to retain the WWE Championship. Fun fact about that match, um, the finish was meant to be the... I think it was this match, or it could have been... No, it wasn't. That might ignore me. Uh, I was thinking it was the SummerSlam one where Undertaker uh, last rides and threw the top of the limo. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah I remember. A, a fan, like, runs across the top of the limo and nearly yeah. fucks the game. It's bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> fantastic. I've just got one as well, um, mm -hmm. which is one we've been asked to cover before, but we haven't. So now this is us covering it. Well, let's never talk about it again. Hang on, this so is WWE... like an episode of Raw from like 1991, is it? Don't worry about it. Um, WWF presents Battle Royal at the Albert Hall. Wow. In 91. Wow. Um, I mean, I got the year right. <laughs> yeah. In the, Royal, in the Royal Albert Hall in London, England. Um prestigious and venue when 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 you hear these matches you'll roll your eyes when you hear how long they go you might spit your drink out um so in the opening match the nasty boys defeated marty Janetti and Shawn michaels the rockers how long do you think that match went troy much longer than it needed to i'll, I'll, I'll give me a ballpark guess eight minutes 16 minutes and 21 seconds. Fuck all the way off. I, I didn't know Brian <laughs> Nock and Jerry Sags could fucking stay standing upright that long. Um, <laughs> in the second match, Ric Flair Ooh, yeah. defeated Tito Santana. Um, that, that one went 16 minutes and 14 seconds, but that probably would have been an all right match. So, yeah. <laughs> can allow, well, yeah, allow that. Third match of the <clears> evening, <throat> Earthquake defeated the big boss, man. How long did Earthquake and the boss man go, Troy? Fucking three minutes. Come on. Well, if you said three minutes, you'd be very, very wrong. 
it times that by five, it went 15 minutes and 47 no, seconds. No, there's no way earthquakes go 15 minutes. <laughs> That's what I thought, mate. Uh, wow. Next up, we have the Mountie versus the Texas Tornado. These guys went Christ. 13 minutes and 46 seconds. Probably would have been an all right A bit of all right, yeah. Um, next up, Undertaker defeated Hacksaw Jim Duggan by a DQ when Hacksaw Jim Duggan hit him with his two by four. How long are we going for this, Troy? 10 minutes. Six. <laughs> Fuck. Um, the Legion of Doom defended the tag team titles against um, Hercules and Paul Roma. Oh. That, that went nine minutes. It's oh. Legion of Doom. You don't fuck around, do they? Yeah, that's the point, yeah. Um, British Bulldog defeated the Barbarian. That was that was 10. Oh. And in the main event, the British Bulldog def- won the aforementioned Battle Royal at the Albert Hall. Um, in the match was Bulldog, Animal, Bossman, Brian Nobbs, Earthquake, Hawk, Hercules, Jerry Sags, Jim Duggan, Marty Gennetti, Paul Roma, Rick Flair, Roddy Piper, Shawn Michaels, the Barbarian, the Mountie, um, the Texas Tornado, The Undertaker, Tito, uh, Tito Santana, and Typhoon. So pretty much everyone that was already on the card, plus about and, three, four other guys. And Typhoon. Typhoon and Earthquake. the only one who wasn't. Yeah, yeah, he was the only one who didn't wrestle on the show. How long did that go for? Like 35 minutes? That went for 15 minutes. 15 minutes? Yeah. Fucking there's a lot. There's a lot of nonsense on that card. Well, yeah, especially when you think the longest match on the card involved the Nasty Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Putting on a 16-minute clinic. <laughs> you know, for a fact, it wouldn't have just been them beating the shit out of Sean and Marty as well. <laughs> just absolutely <laughs> stiffing the shit. Just, just like when he came back to WWE in like 2006, and he nearly ended Drew McIntyre's career. Jesus as a fire. wept. But yeah, you don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about uh, that. I think that's I think that's everything. That's a chunky tidbit. Aaron would be impressed. I know. <laughs> I mean, some of the stuff sounds like Aaron Buffett, to be fair. <laughs> that's not really what Oh dear. Wait, fucking hell, that's a random ass show I've just clicked on by mistake. Go on. Um BJW, CZW, and WXW present the triangle of ultraviolence, messengers of death day too. Right. Right, so that doesn't that, that doesn't sound too. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip through it because most of it's just not worth it. But randomly on the middle of the card, fatal four way match: El Generico defeated Adam Cole, Chuck Taylor, and Drew Gulak. Wow, yeah, it's from out of nowhere. Yeah, also Walter defeated Yoshi Hitsu Sasazaki for the W. It was basically a really good wrestling show with a load of deathmatch stuff around it. So as you do, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Uh, anyway, should we get to some NXT UK? We've, Let's do it. We've, we've strayed from the uh, beaten track. We've done a bit of hiking, so let's talk about Mustache Mountain. Um, they what take a segue. On, what a segue. King of the segue, mate. Um, <laughs> they take on Smith and Carter in the opening match, and oh, my God. What a tag match. This this was like a dark horse for like one of my favourite matches that NXT UK have put out this year. Yeah. It was so fun. Yeah, it was uh, really, really fun. So uh, it starts off beating Car- Carter, basically matching Tyler Bates, hold for hold, yeah. and like beat, almost trying to beat him at his own game. M- Mustache Mountain go for a double team on Carter. Smith evens the odds, and then they work over Trent. Um, 
Smith almost steals it dead early on by reversing that like mm. assist sent on into a roll up, and it was it was one of them where the way they did it, I was like, "Fuck it, they had won it that way. That would have been brilliant." Yeah, <laughs> but I'm glad it didn't because it gave this match like another ten minutes. Yeah, um, Smith and Carter isolate bait for quite a while. Uh, bait airplane spins Carter, and a miscommunication from Mustache Mountain allows Carter to hit a flurry of offense on bait. Um, some really cool like sort of. Uh, did it? Did the thing where he popped Trent up and onto, like Smith popped Trent up onto like the feet of Carter. Oh um, yeah, yeah. And then like Smith like pinned there Tyler in the corner and like Carter just flung himself at him. Mm. Um, bait, um, as they go for like that uh, like Doomsday device thing they've been doing. Yeah. Bait kind of reverses that into a uh, victory roll. Uh, gets a two count on that, and I thought I thought it was over then as well because like. Trent's holding on to Carter. Carter's like screaming. Mm. It was what was cool about this match as well was like both teams showed shades of grey. Yeah, like yeah, there was Mustache Mountain was sort of like cheating a little bit, mm. and slightly underhand tactics, but without kind of like full without cheating. Yeah, they were like Trent like holding the pins and breaking up moves and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, and Smith and Carter were kind of like just a lot more vicious. Than mm. normal, mm. but as I say, both both shown shades are great. Um, that like as that near fall, fuck me, I I was literally like this <laughs> up off the sofa. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is it, this is it. Um, after that, symbiosis come out and they're just kind of staring down both teams. Like they're like standing over um over Tyler. Trent goes to protect them. Yeah, and Dave Mastiff and Jack Stars come to make the save. A big brawl ensues. Carter dives on everyone and just misses and just eats misses all of the shit. <laughs> just and then uh, Smith Smith follows uh, up and hits fucking everyone. I popped like a motherfucker when I was like, because I thought he was gonna do like a suicide dive. No, he did the fucking tope. Yeah, just, like, mid air, just wiped everyone else. You forget like the thing with Ashton Smith is because he's like so like he's the powerhouse of the team. He's massive. Yeah, you forget how like. Athletic he is and how mm. agile he is until also, he shit, like, you go, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Notice how fucking lean he looks as well. Yeah, like, he's trimmed up like really, really trip. Looks fucking superb. He, he was, he's always been quite like lean, but like he looks like he's looks like he's like a stone, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, as as uh, Smith and Carter back in the ring, they're about to hit like that silly string thing they do on, yeah. Um, on base, Trent just cuts him off, pulls pulls Carter down, mm. murders him on the floor with a snapdragon. Yeah. Um, and as like Smith's kind of pro- protesting, and Trent's kind of just like, "Well, I had to do what I had to do." So yeah, I think, that's it. Deal um, with it. As Smith's protesting, uh, Bate hits a really impressive deadlift German on Smith, like over the top rope. That looked fucking awesome. It was like yeah, he was on the second rope, wasn't he? Like screaming over at Trent. And then Tyler mm. just leaps up behind him, but the elevation like got him up and over, well, and like the noise he made as well. Well, by the time um, Tyler got there, Ashton had actually like moved onto the apron. Mm-hmm. So Tyler actually like was stood on the st- the second rope and leaning over. That but was it was it. The, it was the fact that it was it took him like so long to actually move it. Yeah, and then they had like a ridiculous hang time as well. And as up you say, the noise, ages. Yeah, the noise that Smith made, where like, it was like complete shock. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it that looked, was, that it was looked awesome. incredible. Um, mm. And then Mustache Mountain hit the assisted snapdragon to win. 
Uh, I one one thing. So the, the, I've got a few things to kind of that come out of this match. Mm-hmm. I think this definitely lends to my theory that Smith and Carter are going to dethrone pretty deadly. Really? Because they they came so close, and I thought they should have won the match. Yeah. But, I think it would have benefited them more. Mustache Martin didn't necessarily need the win, I guess. But I think that it's in the longer sort of in the longer term, I feel like they're gonna get that win back against Mustache Mountain and then be pretty deadly. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's it solidifies them because it it feels like they're really trying to give them both a hell of a lot of momentum all of a sudden. Mm. So to do to get them like not quite getting there, because if also, pretty deadly beat Mustache Mountain again. That like solidifies pretty deadly as probably yeah. the greatest NXT UK tag team champions. Yeah, easily. They've beaten everybody. Yeah. Um except for Smith and Carter. So mm. it it me it makes it makes sense, but also it like you, when when it's shown them like at ringside, like uh, Mustache Mountain just celebrating and Smith and Carter just looking really pissed off that they've been mm. like the Mustache Mountain had like, yeah, like basically had to cheat to beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also there was no handshake. I was quite surprised. I thought there was going to be a handshake. I definitely after, thought there was the, the way that match was. Yeah, and like it was like friendly competition throughout. Yeah, yeah. which was getting a bit more, bit more aggressive by each team. Mm. Um, yeah, I, was I also quite... definitely expected um, Carter to to bust out a bookend, and he yeah. didn't. Maybe human. The book and you best do. <laughs> I mean, rock bottom's better, but still, <laughs> they're exactly the same move. No, wow, they are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then <laughs> they are genuinely different moves. Watch, watch your book and a, watch right, your book and have... a rock bottom next to each other now. Do right. it right now. I'm, I'm pausing the podcast for this, right? Okay. <laughs> I'm not even going to watch with you. I'm going to literally just explain what it is that's different. Let's have a look. Booker T, bookend. <clears throat> this is him doing it on the rock as well, which is hilarious. Yeah. So Booker T gets them, gets them up slightly higher. Oh, and, okay. And come, falls down onto his knees, whereas the rock gets them up. And then comes down with them. Okay. Well, in that case, the bookend's a better finisher. It Absolutely looks not. it looks more impactful. The the bookend's not as electrifying. Shh, don't worry about it. Every now and again it comes out with really shitty takes. Um <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Anyway, let's get back to NXT UK. So um, we get Ginny and Connors just getting interviewed them, just belittling the girl interviewing them. Mm. And then some for whatever reason, like the camera guy then asks them a question, and, and Joseph Connors is furious. He's like, I, I, We've done all our media commitments for today. You can't ask me a question. <laughs> like, all right, calm down. Um, Chill out, right? <laughs> Ginny sees Amelia and Mako training and gets in Amelia's face. Um, basically, just belittles her and says, You're pathetic and you're not going to be on my level ever. It's interesting because we were kind of talking about this last week and the week before that it felt like they were keeping. Ginny and make all part. And then we get this. We get this, and it feels like she's going to beat Amelia and then probably end up facing Mako straight after. Mm. There's the pattern of what they're doing. Um, 
yeah, it, it almost felt a little rushed. What, her building towards Mako? Yeah, I feel like they've been building Ginny and Mako for quite a while, like quietly in the background. Hmm. So to then just sort of like shoehorn Ginny into that, it was like, oh, yeah. There's other, there's other people you could have done, like, you could have like dragged it out another week or two, I think, and I'd, mm. I'd like Mako and defend against someone else. And obviously, um, I think he, Amelia beat them as well. But mm. it'd be interesting because it could, this could lead to like more people joining like Ginny's sort of faction, like maybe Mel and Stevie Turner, because they're the two people that Mako's already beaten. Yeah. But who knows? Um, Either way, Ginny and Mako fucking slap on it. Mm. I do want fun. Ginny to get some more people in that faction, though. Like it feels a bit, it feels long overdue. <clears throat> yeah, even if she got like I don't know, tag. Well, fucking pretty deadly, perfect for it. Yeah, because tag team, the two dandy highway men. She's a fashionista. Makes they could sense. trade. They could trade fashion advice. <laughs> Wasn't uh. Laura Di Matteo in Ginny's faction. He was in the House of Couture, yeah. In, yeah. Uh, in Progress? Pro, and I can't remember who else was in it. There, there was like, she had like four people in it, basically. Okay. Laura Di Matteo was definitely like a right-hand woman, though. Right. But I can't remember who else. But then it feels like they've got Joseph Connors playing the same role that Laura Di Matteo played, minus the fact that he can't turn on her and then have a match with her. Right. But that's the only sort of... Thing. Um, uh, House of Couture was it came up a second ago. Where is it? Uh, Chikara, Charlie Morgan, Nina Samuels. Nina Samuels, uh, apparently. Oh, well, that's yeah. a good segue, isn't it? Because we got the, the debut of the Nina Samuels show. There you go. You're welcome. Um, We're all about the segues today. This. This absolute, I was absolutely howling in this. So, Dave Master and Jack Stars come back like angry dads. Um, well, angry dad, angry lad. Um, and the interviewer's like, Oh, Dave, uh, what, what, why did you go out and attack symbiosis? And as they're like, as they're like, literally like halfway through the answer, like, oh, I'm just sick of them interfering. Nina Samuels just comes up and cuts everyone off and says, it's time for the Nina Samuels show, and straight away, Master just shits on it and goes, "Oh, what channel's that on? What channel's that on?" <laughs> <laughs> and she just looks at him and carries on. Um, and she asks, she asks them a question um, straight away after, starts making it about themselves, herself, and then in the end, Jack Stars and Dave Master just storm off really angrily, and she's like, "Oh, where, where did they go?" And, she's uh, rambling on until she realizes they've disappeared, and she's like, "Oh, right, okay, well, that's a wrap." <laughs> She's fucking brilliant. I love Nina Samuels. She's yeah. so she she is just like a fucking idiot, but in the best way. Yeah. yeah. Like a comedic time is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> like our truth. Yeah. She, yeah. she is kind of like the R Truth of NXT UK. Yeah. In the Very fact good. that she, she's not asked about making a fool of herself. She's just yeah. there to like make people laugh, which exactly. is exactly what she does very, very well. <laughs> yeah, she she did a really good job of this. Um mm. And also, the, the other thing was she, even though it was like, it seemed like just a bit of a comedy bit, they, they did like reach into storyline stuff with like, yeah, a, a ranting about a Mel attacking mm-hmm. her all the time and Blair Davenport attacking her before the match. Yeah. And like saying she wants respect and all that. So it's like, it was still leaning into that, but not at the same time. Mm. Um, 
next up, uh, more women's action. We got Danny Luna from Subculture. Did you know? Subculture. Uh, um, Zaya Brookside, Liverpool's number one anti-vaxxer. Um, <laughs> who's, and, who's not from Liverpool? Who's not from Liverpool? She's from Leicester. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, match starts back and forth. Obviously, they did the whole, oh, well, I'm the strongest, I'm the fastest thing last week. So, they, they kind mm. of do that. Uh, there was a really brutal spot where, like, Luna just blocks her head scissors by just, like, face blotting Zaya onto the mat. <laughs> yeah. um, Luna uses a power game to control Zaya for most of the match. Uh, Brookside hits corner knees and a neck breaker. Um, and then as she goes for, like, the next, like, quick move, Luna just catches a world strongest slam, fall away slam, and made the bomb to win. Yeah. Um, and Big I'm going to keep up. Gonna keep calling it the murder bomb because she just ends people's lives with that power bomb. It's like, <laughs> it's like the, the fire, fireman's lift into the power bomb, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's it's like a cross of the Big Bang catastrophe and the spirit bomb. Yeah, and Keith Lee should be using that as his finisher. Why the fuck isn't Keith Lee using that as his finisher? What is he using? It's a spirit bomb. I He's been using the Big Bang catastrophe <clears throat> a bit more recently. Oh, okay. Which is like the sort of like fireman's lift power slam thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. It looks it does look devastating to be fair. Um off the back of this, I don't know if you're gonna mention it or not, but off the back of this, uh with Zyra Brookside, I feel like we might be getting a bit of a character switch up. Her kind of yeah. her her mannerisms, her attitude at the end of the match kind of well, made she feel like a bit more cocky, didn't she, last week? Yeah, yeah. But then her whole like just the way she was acting afterwards in that kind of defeat where she was almost in denial about it and really, really angry, and she refused the handshake, didn't she? And slapped yeah, the she, hand away. You, she refused the handshake like it was a fucking shot of AstraZeneca, didn't she? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like because she she literally went into that the match as well, acting like it was business as usual. Uh, and she did seem a bit more cocky. She seemed a bit she had new gear as well, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think we're getting probably I don't know if it's necessarily gonna be a heel turn because it's weird it's weird because They've got plenty of heels already. Mm. But at the same time, Mako's like plowing through the lot of them. Yeah. So yeah. They, they do sort of need more heels. They do. There is an awful lot of heels in the women's division, though, isn't there? There isn't NXT UK in general. Like, it's very heel heavy. You mean men and women's division or just Yeah, women's? yeah. yeah. And, and the roster in, in, in general, it's very heel heavy. Mm. But then there's like a lot of there's a lot of teams like we saw it with uh, Smith and Carter and Mustache Mountain that even though the like even though the faces they do show shades of grey anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like makeup Mako, like <clears throat> it's, it's almost like she can she could transcend a face or heel because she's the fucking final boss. She can yeah. she they could literally put her against anyone and it ju- it wouldn't it wouldn't matter like whether it was a face or a heel, it'd just be yeah. that those other more. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny because that's exactly what WWE wants to do with Charlotte Flair, but they can't pull it off because everyone's like, oh, fucking hell, Charlotte again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of uh, women over heels, we got a Blair Davenport vignette. Um, yes, Blair Davenport. And then Stevie Turner comes in and she she reiterates it. So she, she lowers herself down to the second dimension, Troy, because what, what you don't realise, she's from the fourth dimension. Piss off. And... <laughs> And everyone else is from the second dimension. So she just says to Sid Scarlett, just reinstate Blair and uh, you won't have to um you won't have to like suspend her ever again. And he says, oh, I'll I'll talk to Johnny Saints about it. And then 
she basically tells Sid Scala what we all think, that he's pathetic. Yeah. And then we get um, the, the Sam Gradwell face turn continuing. <laughs> Shit's all over that sad act, Mark Andrews. Which the fact he called him a sad act, I was crying with that. Um, and he, he he says, "Oh yeah, I I didn't get a mural. I've been there the same time as it." I love the thing with Sam Gradwell is, and it's it. He's a heel that makes good points. Yeah. So his current thing, for the most part, is that he's like. He's he's targeting guys who were in the original UK Championship tournament. Yeah, and he's got a chip on his shoulder because they get more recognition than he does for it. And he's been there just as long, puts in the and same. And he's been graft. there just as long, and yeah. he come back from like a severe knee injury that nearly ended his career. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's literally his whole thing. It's like it's a pretty cool idea. Point. Like, yeah, <clears throat> he's he's quickly as well. Like, didn't like him at all at first, but no. he is like. He's becoming someone I do. I, I do like go ah, it's Sam, especially now he's feuding with Subculture. And I, I can't stand Subculture. So really, you've uh, never mentioned. I know. I know. <laughs> it's just one of them. It's, it's why, why I probably won't be going to a to TNT Extreme Fields because I'll be in the same room as Mark Andrews. <laughs> Hang on, he's there. He's actually there. Junior are playing. Oh really? He's not, I don't think he's wrestling, but Junior are playing. So no. Even more reason for me not to go. Oh, mate, definitely go. Front row tickets. Come on. It's in the crazy house, mate. Where? It's in the crazy house. The crazy house. Yeah, which is now called Electric. Um, oh, there. Yeah. Oh, Christ. But, yeah. Um, just, you know, to, to take it back to fucking 2005 a little bit more. Mark <laughs> walking around like he's in fucking Sun 41. Jesus. And then... <laughs> The crazy house which hasn't changed since fucking 2005. 2005. <laughs> 2000 vibes. Um <laughs> get out. <laughs> so yeah, Gra- Gradwell says he's probably he'd probably be a better skateboard than Mark Andrews too. Anyway, not that he'll be doing much of that anymore. Then Mark Andrews like uh, as if like, like magic appears with a broken skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, hey, what's your problem, man? <laughs> And then the other pull apart because he, he hit he hit Sam Gradwell. What what was it? Sam Gradwell shouted at him. He shouted someone. And I was absolutely in stitches. I can't remember. Oh, uh... I know. I know. He called him a sad act, and I was absolutely crying with laughter at that because I haven't heard anyone call anyone a sad act. Sad act. Years. That's a fucking phrase. Um, I can't remember what he said. I'm just bringing it up now. I was going to give it a. A wee watch, just double oh, check. It, either way, I was just like howling with laughter. Here we go. Everything Hang on. <laughs> it's the interview bit where she's like, Sam Gradwell, why did you destroy Subculture's mural? And he's like, oh, did I ruin a little artwork? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, where's he's like the thunderstorm mural wrestling. around here? <laughs> same, same energy as Aaron. <laughs> what does he say? Hang on. I'm a better singer than Mark Andrews. I'm probably even a better skateboarder than Mark Andrews. Was this you? Clobbers him on the back with the skateboard. You stupid, stupid little boy. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> 
you daft, daft man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fantastic. Oh. I'm <laughs> glad such a toilet. I love him. <laughs> a toilet? <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, um, right. Yeah, but we're, uh, we'll be getting that next week. Andrews versus Gradwell. And skateboard, on a, skateboard on a pole match. It's not yeah. a it's just, just the actual match. Um, <laughs> and then we got the very, very, very hyped debut. Ah. Dempsey against oh, uh, Josh, Josh Morrill. Um, and this this was fantastic. This was superb. He's really, he is, really good. He, well, they, they were saying, like, some of the people he's trained with, I know he's been mentored by Brian Danielson as well, but they're not allowed to say him anymore. Mm. Um, but Timothy Thatcher, obviously... His dad, William Regal, Dave Taylor, um, Robbie Brookside. That um, they, they've all kind of um, like mentored him, and you can yeah. see he, he works oh, very yeah. Even like the aesthetic, though, like his entrance music was awesome. Is mm. um, <clears throat> the way they did like the sort of old like old boxing, boxing like, poster, poster, like yeah, and like yeah, I'm holding his fists up and says Charlie Dempsey in action. Um, yeah, that was cool. It was just really cool, the whole thing. Like, it, obviously, his, his gimmick is that he's a throwback to, well, when his dad was, like, wrestling people mm. um, in, like, the Blackpool Fair. Yeah, and yeah. It's really cool um, to see lots of Matt wrestling early on. Uh, Dempsey just targets the arm of Josh Morrill. Um, they trade Sunset Flips and Pin Attends, and it was a beautiful... Uh, I thought this was going to be the finish. It was, like, a backslide, but then... Yeah. Dempsey bridged over him mm. and like locked him in place. That was quality, like, oh, so superb, um, and there was no wasted motion from Dempsey as well. Every time he went for like one submission hold, yeah, and Morrill was like looking like he was getting out of it. He transitioned to another, um, like you got there was a bit where he went from like an armbar, and then as Morrill gets to the rope, he just kind of like rolled out, pulled him in, and then pulled him into a heel. Mm. Um, <clears throat> it made a good point of it on commentary where they said like. Dempsey always tries to make sure he's in contact with them, like with the yeah. other guy. Like he's always maintaining control is somewhere or another. He's always got a hand on him or he's always within reach. Never gives him much opportunity to kind of like find his feet or anything. Yeah. I I, I really hope that Timothy Thatcher starts that fact like that faction he was teasing he was gonna do again. Mm. But like Thatcher Thatcher can school of yeah. submissions and just get get Charlie Dempsey in. Yeah. Timothy Thatcher come over to NXT UK. Fucking, oh, that'd be good. We, that's what we need. Yeah. He's not doing anything at the moment. No. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets caught up in the draft, you know. Not a bad shout. Not a bad shout. He is awesome. He is. Um, uh, yeah, so Marl does flips and Dempsey just answers with uppercuts and throws him around. Um hmm. It, they, he was a similar build as well, wasn't he, to Timothy Thatcher, Charlie Dempsey? Yeah, oh, yeah, he looks exactly... He, they even made well, comparisons to him in the match. I was like, yeah, he just looks yeah. like him. And he, he reminded me a lot of uh, Brian Danielson as well. Like, yeah, Ring, Ring of Honor, Brian Danielson, he looked very similar to him, similar yeah. aesthetic. Obviously, he just wore, like, plain um, purple tights, purple jacket. Yeah. Just no, right. like just one No knee pads, no elbow, no but nothing pads. like that. Just, yeah, straight up the old school. Socks. Brawler, yeah, yeah. Um, we get more, more like roll ups and pin attempts. I love the way that that kind of was like the the way it sort of up the tempo was just quick pin attempts. Yeah, like just um, trading them back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, 
it was really clever. Um, Moral hits a modified power bomb on Dempsey, which looked awesome as well. Where he kind yeah. of like he grabbed them by like the backs of his thighs and just like flipped them yeah. over and bombed them down. It looked yeah. great. Um, and Dempsey replies with a beautiful bridge in German suplex again. Thought that was going to be the end, but it wasn't. The worst mm. was yet to come. Um, Jesus Christ! <laughs> so Dempsey, he locks in like a wrist lock to bring down um, Moral, and then he goes for an armbar. Yeah, and Morrow's like fighting out, and then he just kind of like roll, like he, he has, he's maintained ground control, and as as he's doing it, like he rolls Morrow onto his side, and then he puts one arm under his leg, one arm around his neck, and then he slowly grasps his arms together in a butcher's grip. It's brutal. Like, links his fingers, and so like Morrow's foot is like his heel is touching the back of his neck. Oh mate, and it was it was very very it was really really uncomfortable. Like again, similar to how, well, exactly the same as when it was Akid against Devlin a month yeah, or so Devlin. ago, and Devlin just tried to snap his leg. And Coventry really overhyping it, like playing it up, sort of thing. In the same yeah. way when he did this, yeah, it was brutal looking. Yeah, um, really really good. Uh, well, really unique finisher. Very very old school. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll be intrigued if he does that on many people though, because obviously, as I say, there ain't going to be many people that are that flexible. Sure, it's gonna yeah, it's gonna take a lot of flexibility to do that. But it'll be interesting to see how he adapts for someone bigger. Like he might not necessarily do that, but he may have something that's as brutal. He was going after um, heel hooks and like arm arm bars a lot, wasn't he? So I think he's probably going to be doing a similar sort of thing, like going for the heel hook, going for the arm bar. Mm. Uh, depending on the size of the man he's against, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really, really impressive debut. Um, that was awesome. He's a guy I'm really excited to see more of, and like even even like outside of WWE, like there's matches I want to see him in, like Zack Saber Junior. That would be fucking mm. phenomenal. Fuck like, yeah, Brian Danielson, <clears throat> obviously. Um, yeah, Jonathan Gresham. The mm. Moriarty, the, the list goes on. Like, there's so many guys who are like really Daniel Garcia. So many guys who are like awesome yeah. technical wrestlers who this guy would like have a fucking ball with. Yeah. Um, hopefully, they don't try and change him too much. Oh, if they just keep this aesthetic, like keep everything about his character as it is at the moment because it's fucking it's perfect. Yeah, that being said, I know WWE don't like the wrestling side of things, so they'll probably. Mm. Yeah, but and it's the UK is like its own separate island. They don't tend to to play about yeah. it too much. You might be Re- right. Regal's kid ain't staying around NXT UK too long. Oh, oh. <laughs> he's going up to NXT with his dad, and then he's going to go up with me. <laughs> and it'll be a man, a real man. Um, ah, come out in that tartan, tartan shirt, about. sleeves ripped off, builder's cap, builder's ah, cap. <laughs> The mug, mug of tea so strong you can stand a spoon in it. Tool belt. Um, he's a man. He's a man. We won't tempt fate. We won't tempt fate. Um, <laughs> next, we get a really, really cool. They, they, have they announced when this match is going to take place yet? Um, mm. I imagine it'll probably be in two weeks, won't it? Probably. That's usually what I do. I, I don't know yeah. if they did, but I would guess in a couple of weeks. Usually, time. like, do the number one tender match, then they build it for three weeks, don't they? So, yeah, it was eight. They might even hold it off for six weeks for when they've got fans back. 
Is that what they're planning? Is it six weeks? They said the the film and again <clears> two weeks. They don't reckon they'll be ready in two weeks, so it'll probably be more likely either January or in about six weeks. Okay. Obviously, six weeks is like just Start before December. Christmas. Yeah. So they might do what they did last time and like record two weeks and do like Dave Master of Crest of Santa. <laughs> yeah. Just do whatever else. We'll see though. We'll see. Um, so yeah, um, this this was fucking awesome. I love this. I did. The only thing that pissed me off was the music. I didn't mind the music too much. Kind of, I felt it added a bit because it it reminded me of. Um, have you seen the the film Frost Nixon? No, I know it though. Yeah, so like obviously the famous interview with uh, yeah. Richard Nixon and David Frost, and both were kind of like cagey the other, and both were trying to yeah yeah. Um, we're, tr- we're trying to break the other mm. down, and it was like that. So, like, they're, they're, they're almost giving each other like backhanded compliments at first, yeah. And Ilya's like, Well, you're on the side, you're just a kid, and um, a kid's like, Oh, yeah, but you know, I've got my temper under control, and then Ilya kind of goes to store, just goes to see? St- yeah, <laughs> see, I don't know, you like compose himself and sits down, um. It was really cool. There was a lot of... It was really tense. It was almost like a mental game of chess. Mm. And at the end, they both, like, shake hands. But it's like, there's still a lot of tension there. I think this match could possibly be a match of the year candidate. Yeah. Agreed. Quite easily. Yeah. Yeah. A-Kid, for me, is, like, one of the, like, hidden gems in wrestling at the moment. He's fucking Mm. incredible. Um, Yeah. He's one of my favourites to watch. They've both had match of the year contenders already on their own so there's no they doubt well, they get together yeah exactly yeah so if you put them together surely that's going to be absolutely amazing um and very 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 high octane yeah i it's weird i i almost want Aker to win it really yeah like i, I love Aker. clambering for dragon off to have the belt for ages and in his first defense you want him to drop it I, I love Aker. Aker's amazing. <laughs> but also, like, it, it's weird. It feels like the it feels like the kind of teasing that Ilya's going to turn heel. Oh, yeah. He's getting, like, he's referring to himself as the Tsar. He's becoming really, like, almost overconfident. Mm. What better way than to have him drop the, like, drop the belt in his first defence? And then win just... Win it straight back, snapping and win it yeah. back, like, a few weeks later. But, yeah. They, yeah, but that's the thing. They, they wouldn't. I don't think it would hurt the title if mm. Aker and Ilya kind of like hot shot it back and forth. Yeah, and we've to be fair, we've not had that either. Like no, nope. for so long, and then even before that, Tyler Bate. Tyler Tyler Bate had it for like three months, and then and lost it to Pete Dunne like two years. Then Walter had it for two years. Yeah. So actually, a little hot shot thing between it. I don't think it hurt it much, as you say. I I, I think. I think it would probably add to the character arc of Ilya as well. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the point I'm like trying to make. It's, it's mm. not that I want to see him lose it because I think Ilya's well deserved as the champion. He, he's, yeah. as, as I say, I, I kind of knew they were going down this road where he'd have to overcome Walter after getting murderized by Walter. Yeah. But I, I think Akids definitely deserves it. He does. He's very much he, so. He's been like the sort of like unsung hero of NXT UK for me. 
mm. as far as like the the UK tournament, uh, the Heritage Cup tournament, sorry, um, and just his work since losing that, like losing that cup. Yeah, he's he's not had a bad match. He's had like that match against Devlin, which is a match of the year candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, that triple threat last last week was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the first match with Devlin was really good too. He's he's not had a bad match yet. No, no. Um, in my opinion, so definitely, definitely would like to see that. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, speaking of the Heritage Cup, we get a hype video of Noam Dar and Wolfgang for the finals. Um, mm-hmm. Probably the two people I didn't really want to see in the finals. <laughs> no, I'm Dar. I'm not. I'm not. Like I like him. Like I'm not bothered about him. I love Noam Dar. But he's been around that title picture too much, in my opinion. Well, he, he was in the original tournament as well, wasn't he? He was in the original tournament and he got to the semis and then he feuded with Akid for it. And mm. then he feuded with Bait for the number one contendership and then he feuded with Bait for it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And now and he's now back he in the final of the. Again for it. It's just like. We, yeah. So by by that logic, Wolfgang's gonna win. I don't really want to see Wolfgang in a Heritage Cup match because it's not really his style. No, at all. And all his Heritage Cup matches have probably been the weakest ones we've seen. Mm. And it's not a it, that's not a slight against Wolfgang. I think he's a fine wrestler. I just think that format doesn't suit his style. Yeah, like he, he's a powerhouse. Just play to that strength. Yeah. Or do what they did with Dave Mastiff, where Dave Mastiff would just one bomb one bomb someone. Yeah, and don't have him going happened. two, three, four rounds because that's yeah. it's not his thing. The 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 hype up Gallus as being like bare knuckle fighters, have him bare knuckle fight, just lay people out within like the opening yeah. minute or two. Yeah, forearm someone and knock them out. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, and that it's something sense. he's not really like they've not delved into too much either with it. So yeah, again, would make sense, but. We'll see. Um, so yeah, Wolfgang hypes up um, the heritage of the tournament. How he wants to honor like previous like wrestlers from the past, basically, and Dars mm-hmm. like just being Dar shit bag. <laughs> yeah, being a so gobshite. I'm not really too asked about the heritage. <laughs> I'm just here to win. I'm it. more bothered about me. <laughs> He's like, you may have paved the roads, you like, but I break the speed limits on those roads or something like that. He did make a very good point, though, about um, how the reason he wasn't in the Her- in the original UK tournament was because he was already there. Yeah. He was like, well, I- I'd already made it. Hmm. I didn't have to be in that tournament. Yeah, to be fair, but- he was on fucking Raw and 205 Live, wasn't he? With Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. <laughs> How, how easy is it for him to say fucks on fucking television? <laughs> like, like uh, have you seen what uh, Kip Sabian used to do when no. he was getting announced in AW? So he'd tell, he'd tell um, Justin Roberts the wrong way to say Norfolk. Oh, okay. Norfolk. They, yeah. So, it, so like, Justin Roberts would say Norfolk and he'd, like, go to It's not Norfolk, it's Norfolk. <laughs> and and, um, and then, like, literally, uh, Justin Roberts would say it, and then Kip, you just see Kip giggling as he's answering. <laughs> and then and he'd get him, he'd, but he'd get him like over like a couple of weeks, get him closer and closer to saying fuck on television. Right, right, right. To, to when he did. And then 
And then it was like, yeah, there's no no fucking way you can say it no fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Amazing. it's like that's why that's why uh, fuck uh, that's why does doing that like the whole Alicia fucks. <laughs> See how easy it is from to say fuck on television. Top <laughs> top lad. Um, speaking of dodge's quick rundown of what we got next week announced and it's again pretty low the card. Mm. Uh, we got the finals of the Heritage Cup tournament. Uh, Wolfgang versus Dar. You'd, you'd assume that main event the show. Yeah. Um, Ginny versus Amelia McKenzie. That should be a fucking banger. Yes, boy. And Mark Andrews versus Sam Gradwell. Um, yes, Sam Gradwell. I, I I hope it's Sam Gradwell Ultimate Warrior style squash match. <laughs> I'd like just just fucking body slam him, <laughs> hit your finisher. <laughs> Or, or go full New Jack, beat him up with a skateboard while his music's still playing. Hits finish him. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and stab him for good measure. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't, don't stab Mark Andrews, Sam Gradwell. I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, we then go to the main event, which was Joe Coffey versus Jordan Devlin. Or as I like to call it, white bread versus brown bread. Because um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, I like Devlin. But I just don't care for Joe Coffey at all. Nah. I, I just at this point, it's like it feels like they're trying to just shoehorn Gallus into everything they're doing. Yeah. And, and just kind of yeah. keep them as like a big deal. And it's fine. Cause I mean, they do need to fill the void left by Pete Dunn. And I I, I keep thinking maybe Mustache Mountain are gonna go to NXT Prime soon. NXT Prime. Well, it's not NXT Prime anymore, as it's NXT 2.0. NXT 2.0. Um, I, I, I think there's a few guys in, on that, like on the roster. I think you probably are ready to go there. Mm. Mustache Mountain being one, but then yeah. they don't really fit the aesthetic that they want for that. No, pretty deadly do though. Pretty deadly, absolutely and do. Gallus do fit that aesthetic as well. So I feel like maybe they're trying to build up Gallus as like the firm now so to then go over go. yeah so then because as well you've just lost a faction and hit row they need to replace that with something they need to replace that with what they deem a baby face faction which will be gallus unfortunately or mm. subculture but uh, no 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 <sighs> it will it be if anyone it'd be gallus i feel like I, yeah i just get the impression gallus might be about to get called across the pond mm. don't know why um but yeah, I'm just a bit. I wouldn't mind a break from Gallus. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Coffee tries to grind down Devlin. Devlin uses speed. There, uh, Coffee matches it. Um, he relies on his strength and his strikes to just take control of the match. And then that, after like beating Devlin up for what seems like ages, um, Devlin dodges like the corner, um, like splash thing he does, mm-hmm. and hits a backstabber from the corner, um. Bit more control from Devlin. We got a bit more back and forth. Devlin hits a Yorinagi and a standing moonsault, which always looks impressive. Um, Coffee replies with multiple suplexes and hit does hit the springboard crossbody. Uh, awesome spot where Devlin reverses all the best for the bells into a Spanish fly. That was sick. Uh, yeah, some of the stuff Dev- Devlin does, and it, it it's just it, you forget how good he is sometimes, don't you? Mm-hmm. Like he'll, he'll just bust something out. You go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> yeah. Um then the finish just really rubbed me the wrong way. Um 
so Mark distracts Devlin with his jacket on. He's got uh, some past on. Devlin's like, hey, they're mine. And then he walks round while the ref's like trying to get Mark off the apron. He goes to the Devlin side on Joe Coffey and Wolfgang's holding on to uh, Joe's arm. So Devlin just falls over. Um, Joe, it's a Glasgow send off. All the bell, best for the bells and wins. I think it was um, a nonsense finish. Yeah, especially with the the no one no one came out of this looking good. No, like it made Devlin look stupid because yeah. it was like, well, why didn't why didn't you get back up back up or why didn't you like kind of appeal to his sense of pride? Yeah, and say, well, you come with like because all it took for Rampage to like make sure that Gallus weren't involved was and going to Joe. Don't bring Gallus with you. Exactly, Just me and you. Mm. She's so hard. Yeah, yeah. Also, and, if they're trying to get Gallus over his faces, why have them win in a shitty heel manner? Because they're trying to fucking get them over like fucking Eddie Guerrero face, aren't they? Nah, it's nonsense. He's like cheating to win. And it, the thing is, it can be done, but it's got to be done in a way that like it's organic, whereas it's not with Gallus, is it? No. Unfortunately And not. I also, the other thing, I don't think Gallus will get cheered. When the I don't, the crowd. I don't because the abrasive lads, 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 and people don't really like that. No, they're, they're very obnoxious. They're very, I mean, they're good wrestlers, but mm-hmm. they all work the same fucking plod and style. They're very obnoxious. They're just, they're just not really. I they're mean, not they're not faces. Nice they're not faces. No, no matter no, how much and, they're going to try and push that. And the thing is, like. When the when the um had like Joe Coffee as like a heel, he was good. Mm. When he was feuding with Dave Master and hitting him with fucking cricket bats, he was yeah, brilliant. yeah, yeah, it was awesome. When he was the Iron King in ICW and he was like, he was, he was like, This is my kingdom, mm. you're coming to it, you've got to beat me. And he beat yeah. fucking Kurt Angle, and he was, but he was a bastard doing it, fucking hell. And he was trying to fucking feed Pete Dunn raw meat because he was a vegan in his match. Wow. And he was getting monster heat. And it was like, just let him do that. <laughs> You've got like a genuinely dislikable person. Stop trying to make us like him. <laughs> Stop trying to make Gallus a thing. Mm. Or like, make, the, make them a thing, but make them a thing they should be rather than the thing you want them to be. Gallus is so fetch. That's what it is. It's, that's the best way to. Gallus or what? Bring, are so fetch to bring up a Mean Girls reference. <laughs> I've Stop never watched Mean Girls. Oh, fuck's sake, Troy. Wow, hang on. Don't knock on me because I've decided to never watch Mean Girls. Miguel, mean Girls is a masterpiece. Right, sure it is. Me, you know, genuinely, Mean Girls is a fantastic film. Right, if it's like, on Netflix, I might watch it later. It, if you want a good laugh, watch Mean Girls. It's fantastic. All right. And then you'll see Bridesmaids. Better than Bridesmaids. Well, better than Bridesmaids. Then you'll understand why I keep saying stop trying to make Gallus a thing. It's like stop trying to make Fetch a thing. <laughs> but, I'm gonna have to watch Mean Girls later now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so after the match, yeah, Devlin's incensed, and Coffee's like, "Oh, go find some partners." Then again, you're not a face. Yeah, Jordan Devlin's not a face. He's a piece of shit. I don't want to cheer Jordan Devlin. I mean, I do, but yeah, I, I do a bit. But <laughs> got a massive heat, hasn't he? Like a little, he's like a little Lego man, like a wee Funko. <laughs> he is. Um, who do you reckon he's going to get as partners? Oh, I don't know. 
Um, pretty deadly would be pr- the pretty one deadly make. would make sense definitely. But they, can't, they can't lose. <clears throat> no, pretty deadly should not be losing any matches ever. Um, <clears throat> Tayman and Raja. That's not a bad show. It needs to be two I heels, think, doesn't it? So Tayman's got Tayman's got the beef with Wolfgang for beating him as well. Yeah. So there is that. It's mm. not a bad show. Quite a few people we didn't see this week either, was there? No Pretty Deadly, no Tayman and Raja. No. Uh, no Rampage. No Rampage. No. What's her name? Eva Valkyrie, Isla Dawn. No, no Isla Dawn. They've been going heavy on Isla Dawn. Yeah. Not even a little... Spooky video package. Not even a little spooky burying shit in the woods. No, it's just her burying trinkets in the, in the yeah. dirt in a graveyard. <laughs> but... All in all, a very good episode of NXT UK. Very good, very good. Um, Especially off the back of last week, because I think we both agree last week's felt a bit stagnant, but there wasn't too much that kind of yeah, stood out. I mean, whereas, and there, there was a few things for me that was like, mm, this is just here for being here. Mm. Like the main event and uh, Luna and Zaya Brookside both kind of felt like they were just a bit fillery. Yeah. I mean, fuck me, Charlie Dempsey's debut, the Aiken Ilias sit down and yeah, <coughs> Mustache Mountain more than made up for it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, but what were your highs and lows? Um, I loved the opening tag match. I thought it was fucking superb. But I was really, really in- impressed with Charlie Dempsey's debut. That's going to be my high. Um, my low. Uh, I haven't got a low. There wasn't anything bad on this. In my opinion, I haven't got a low. I've got a low. Oh, God. Go on. Um, just the main events. I felt like it was... It It felt counter, um, counterintuitive. Like, it didn't, no one came out of it looking good. Devlin looked shit because he got duped by Gallus. Mm. Gallus looked shit because it took three of them to beat Devlin. Actually, I have got a low. It was the finish of that main event. Yeah. The finish was fucking nasty. The, fin- the finish hurt it, but also the fact that, like, it just felt a bit plodding at times. It felt like they didn't really have any chemistry. It's a Gallus match, isn't it? It's a plodding match, whichever yeah, one but, of them are in I there. mean, in, in general, like it felt like neither of them had any real chemistry together. Hmm. And it it did feel like it suffered because of that. And it felt yeah. like it was it was one of those matches that they've like hyped up like, oh, this is a big match because these are two big hitters. And it's like their styles didn't complement each other. They no. they didn't really click the match itself felt like it was going on way too long mm. um and it, the fact as well that like that like that this is what really annoyed me about the fact that they had that finish was that devlin was like struggling to take control for a lot of that match oh he was on the back foot for for most 90% of, it. of the match yeah yeah so why why would Gallus even need to cheat in the first place? Exactly. Like, Coffee had him in control for the whole like, match. Yeah, it, it felt like business as usual for Joe Coffey, so why mm. would why would Gallus need to cheat in the first place? It was just... A bit of, Psychologically, it was shit. Um, just, I, I don't know, unless they're, unless they're trying to double-turn it, but I doubt they're going to do that. Nah. Then Gallus would go away heat with me regardless, so... <laughs> Who knows? Um... And the high was um, Mustache Mountain, Smith and Carter. It was just phenomenal. Really good yeah, match. It was. Um, 
yeah, if it, it, it felt like this could have like been on any show and it would have still been real like it like not not to take away from NXT UK, but obviously like with it being like in, in a kind of controlled environment at the moment, mm. it's hard to, it's hard to almost like gauge how good the match truly is. Yeah. Until you get it in front of a crowd. Like look at look at Walter and Ilya too, where it was better when they had the crowd like gasping mm-hmm. at some of the shit they were doing. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I feel like if this was in NXT, if it was in on Raw or SmackDown, even if it was like somewhere like AEW or Ring of Honor, it would have been an awesome match. Oh fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and even like with the sort of like the slight interference with symbiosis and master and stars. It didn't derail the match. It didn't take anything. No, away not at all. Match. It didn't overstay as well. It was nice because it's sort of not established, it, but re-established and reaffirmed. Like here's some other tag teams in the division as well. Yeah, it, it just kind of laid the foundation for where we're going. Yeah, yeah. And as I say, I feel like Mustache Mountain are going to challenge pretty deadly again next. Mm-hmm. Smith and Carter, they <clears throat> they're certainly not finished with Mustache Mountain. No, I think they'll absolutely get the win back. Um, because they took them to the absolute limit. And it was cool to see Smith and Carter being um being like sort of cemented as a big deal. Yeah. Because they're they're a team that I know we've both been saying for a while, why aren't they doing more with them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oliver Carter is like a freak athlete. Ashton so Smith's good. a freak athlete. They're both they're both very charismatic, which we don't get to see often, but when we do, it's like, oh yeah, they're yeah. fucking yeah, yeah. Just push them. Just push yeah. them, please. They absolutely. again, they're someone who I'd see absolutely thriving in the NXT 2.0. Yeah. They've Definitely. got the right sort of like aesthetic to it. Mm-hmm. Um and they've got the right they've got like a really unique style. Yeah, yeah. Um do it. Um anyway, we'll go to the mailbox very quickly because we got one question from Faye. Ooh. Um she said, do you think the draft will eventually reach over to NXT UK? Where do you see the direction of the brand heading in the future? So two que- two parts of that. Um, <clears throat> go on, I'll let you go first. I don't think they'll ever be included in a draft. Or at least, no. well, not this one. And I don't think... Mm, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I've got a, I've got a pitch. I'd like to see them do a draft between NXT and NXT UK. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. But then yeah. They, they, it's almost like they've got like an open borders, open borders policy with NXT UK at this point, isn't it? Like mm. if they want to bring over Walter or Ilya or whoever, they'll just go, come on. Yeah. You yeah. Need, yeah. Like Grizzled Young Veterans just shown up and then they were permanently on NXT. Mm. So yeah. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if we got a similar sort of thing where even and look at look at Kaylee, right? I support, yeah, yeah. She just dropped the belt. Dropped the belt and fucked off the belt over the side. Felt almost like it was like abrupt that they took the belt off or when they did. Hmm. And then next next week she's challenging Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as far as that goes, I don't <clears throat> I don't see them being part of a draft, but I would like to see potentially a draft between NXT and NXT UK, even if it's like them like doing like a talent exchange of like five wrestlers for five wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Something. I'd like that. Yeah. Um, was obviously, I was going to say, just uh, before the pandemic, obviously there was talk of like K 
Kevin Owens had asked to go to mm. NXT get a bit thin ad. Charlotte, uh, Sasha, sorry. Sasha wanted to face Kaylee Ray. And Miko Satomura. Yeah. We're, we're getting closer to Sasha and Kaylee Ray, at least. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Just, that's something actually thinking about it, just to get sidetracked a bit. We were talking about like Sasha kind of coming and going that much on the main roster. Mm. I wouldn't, and obviously with the draft, there was talk of like people moving back down to NXT. Sasha Banks going back to NXT would be fucking awesome. Fucking right, it would. Some of the matches she'd have with some of those people there. Oh, yeah. Oh, That'd be fucking super. Do it, cowards. <laughs> um, and the second part of the question was, where do you see the direction of the brand heading in the future? Um, I think having live crowds back is going to help them massively. I don't, go on. I don't think they're going to go on the road. I think they're, they're just going to do it from the BT Sports Studio. They're going to treat yeah. BT Sports Studios like the uh, Capital Wrestling Centre. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is good. I'm cool with that. Like it looks cool. I've got a friend that works down there, and he said it's a really good venue, like an awesome setup. Yeah. So I think that'd be cool. Um, <clears throat> in terms of like the future of the brand, um, they're always keen to say when they open up the show, like Andy Shepard, <laughs> like the what does he say, like the hottest sort of product in WWE or kind of like the most spoken about sort of thing. And they say that for a reason. Cause they know like they put Walter and Ilya on takeover and it's got more eyes on it. And they make a point of mentioning that often. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just hope it's given more spotlight. Selfishly. I want it to kind of remain WWE's best kept secret. Mm. because I feel as soon as like it gets too well look at NXT yeah as soon as NXT got too popular and Vince got it caught Vince's attention now look at it mm. it's like it, I don't want them I, I want them to just leave NXT UK as it is keep it an hour keep yeah. it that setup that aesthetic it looks brilliant mm-hmm. I bringing fans in will obviously benefit that but if you keep that a smaller crowd because you look at like when they did do like the other arena show with NXT UK and people just didn't give a shit. Yeah. Unless it was a takeover, people weren't asked. No. Because it was like people going, oh, I'm going to take my kids to see WWE. And they didn't. They were like, oh, no, half is- the roster. Yeah. Where's Roman Reigns? Where's John Cena? Yeah. Yeah. So keep it like that low, low budget, low like devoted uh, crowd when you've only got that yeah. space for a couple of hundred, like the people that are there are the people that want to be there and oh, know I, who's on the card. I'd absolutely like go down to London once every like six weeks to go watch that. Go and do a series of tapings. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. That'd be yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, man. <clears throat> so yeah, I don't, I don't see them going on the road anytime soon because I feel like WWE are trying to like cut the cost and all that and, Mm. it's easier to keep it in like the, the two places they've got with the performance center and BT sports studios. Yeah. yeah. They kind of go, Oh, let's take it on the road. Um, that being said, if they do, as I say, do it small venues, do it like, like the Liverpool Olympia, do it like, um, York civic hall was one they've done before, which was like mm-hmm. a really good venue. Um, as far as where it goes though, as I say, I, I kind of selfishly wanted to, remain the best kept secret but at the same time it's not going to grow if that's the case exactly um, I'd, I'd be open for them just like having some talent go from like main roster or from NXT over there and just working there every now and again and then coming back 
Mm-hmm. Do it that way. Like, I'll treat it like what ICW was, where they'd bring over like a couple of like imports, if you will. Yeah. But obviously, this is like more in house import. Mm. Bring over like the stars from, from the other side of the Atlantic and then have a few matches and then go back. Fuck yeah. Uh, and just give us a takeover. Give us a fucking takeover. Give us a Worlds Collide event again. And do oh, NXT yeah, versus will. NXT UK. Excellent. Yeah. It's a fucking dream matches there. Even... Give, me, give me fucking Rampage versus Champa. That, 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 that in progress, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, give it me again. Give, give <laughs> us... I was going to say Rampage versus Bronson Reed. Then, but he's gone, hasn't he? Um, yeah. Give us a Rampage versus Joe. Yeah. yeah. Give us Gargano versus Dragonoff. Oh. <laughs> Stop it. Um, <laughs> give, give us um, Zaykid versus T- Timothy Thatcher. Yeah. I'm fucking Timothy Thatcher's probably the bad man. It was fucking it. Thatcher versus oh. Dempsey. Hold on, hold on. Aikid versus Gargano. Oh. oh man alive. That, that'd be good. Yeah. Uh, to be honest. MSK versus Smith and Carter. That that'd that'd be fucking awesome. That would be so good. <laughs> MSK was pretty deadly. Oh, oh. pretty deadly. Just shitbagging their way through every team. Yeah, just give us a Worlds Collide tournament. That'd be cool. Give I, us a load of dream I, matches. Give us a couple of I'm takeovers. Still, I'm still desperate to see Pretty Deadly versus the New Day. Oh mate, yeah. Just because Woods is like such a good, like sympathetic face mm. when he's like in peril. Like, <laughs> when peril, he's like one of the best. Just mm. seeing that doing horrible things to Xavier Woods. <laughs> Kofi just on the apron, like, why? Why are you doing this to my friend? <laughs> um, yeah, they could even do like the format that they did um for Worlds Collide when it was like a series for a bit. Yeah, 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 did, yeah, like, yeah. Series do like six six like mini series matches where mm. we got the great Luke Harper versus Don- Dominic Dijakovic match, which oh fuck, yeah. Where, where it was like, bro, these like kind of farewell match from WWE. And he's like, as long as as long as my son gets to see me wrestle like this, I'm happy. Yeah. Fuck, I forgot like, about that. It's a fucking Michinoku driver off the apron. <laughs> bad man. Top, in front of a, top man. In front of a crowd of about 300 people. He just, he just <laughs> hit it with a lot. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'd, I'd, in short, I'd like to see them just kind of just keep, keep it like downscaled just to not like shoot above their sort of like fan base. Yeah. Cause that that's the that's the thing, isn't it? Where as I say, they can lose crowds quite quickly mm. if if they're like putting on these shows. If they they keep it in that like that fan base, especially if it becomes hard to get tickets for the tapings because there's that like that much demand, then eventually they'll start branching out a bit out, bigger, touring out I going say. Going to like little five thousand seater venues and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm guessing that BT Sports will probably hold like three to five hundred people tops. Yeah, it doesn't look all that big. They could add, they could add bleachers to that though, couldn't they? Quite easy. Mm. Yeah, so they could do that. But then again, the other thing with the BT Sports studios is that they've got like that sort of area where they've got like talk show. Bit. Oh yeah. But, what would they do with that? Would we just not get the supernova sessions like it is anymore? They'd do it in ring, wouldn't they? Yeah. Which would be a bit shit because they don't have the set. 
Mm. Or just pre-recorded backstage. <coughs> or that. Mm. Or that. But yeah, a little, uh, little dis- bit of verbal discussion there. Love it. A little debate. I love a question that forms debate. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you very much to everyone who's joined us for this review of NXT UK. Go watch Charlie Dempsey rip people's limbs from their sockets. Um, Beat them with the soggy end. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, hopefully one day we get some of these dream tag team matches. Thanks yes. for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing. <laughs>